Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome, listeners. We're not really sure if anyone's still out there. We're not really sure whether or not anyone's listening to our voices right now. COVID-19 may have knocked out all podcasts. May have knocked out all streaming services. And we've been left in an abyss of silence. You don't have a sound effect for that, do you? (laughs) But just in case you can hear us, hello and welcome listeners and survivors to episode 102 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking of pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Anderton, and if you're listening to this, I'm joined by another survivor of the corona apocalypse. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Good, mate. Good. We don't know what's going to happen, do we? We've got no idea. So, you know, um, absolute hand on heart, you know, um, uh, full disclosure, we are recording this in the past. Yeah, that's right. And hey. so that's, that's the reason why the world might not be around anymore. We don't know. Oh, no. We don't know. We might be speaking from the grave. We could be. Because we'll upload this to come to automatically drop. Yes. And so we might be not with us and still our voices are still being heard. So so if our listener in Mauritius is still going along okay. Madagascar. And Madagascar. Madagascar and Mauritius. Just, you know, just let our mum and dads know, would you? Uh, but if we're still alive. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. We're still here. We're still here and we're still cooking with gas. Absolutely. Um, so... Uh, COVID. I won't ask about, ask you about how you are because you're going to be exactly the same as where you were for ninety nine point seven five last week. Still tired. Still tired. Yes. Still yeah. Tired. Still tired from Busy. the night before. Do you want to talk about what happened the night uh, <laughs> the night before we were recording last, this last night? No, I just stood going away for one of the nurses. Fantastic. It was a gathering of more than five hundred people. It's good you snuck it in that, no, uh, that week. Four ninety eight. Four ninety eight. That yes. was lucky. Yeah, yeah it you, was lucky. Your couple... dad, dad didn't get the invite to that one either. <laughs> he tried to come in. I oh, did. He, but he knocked back. Lockout. Yeah. Lockout. Lo- lo- lockout. Four ninety nine. Lockout. Okay. We're all shut down. <laughs> Actually, we could look in the future. I reckon no school. School's, no, school's, school's closed. School's out. I'm predicting that. School's, school's closed. out for Easter. And we're all at home with our children for Watching six Netflix. weeks. Watching Netflix for six weeks. <laughs> and we're already bored. Oh, that's so bored. Oh, I just want to go back to school. Yeah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to school. Oh, I'm sick of you. Oh. Dad, your jokes are yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is that is that our future? Is that where you know, where we rub the crystal ball and that's where we're at? Could well be, mate. Oh my goodness. Oh no. Um, Who knows? How, what do you got planned at work? Like, what's your what's your thoughts on coronavirus at work? It's it's interesting you ask because because um, you are an owner of a clinic. I am an owner of You're a clinic. You're a boss. Yes. Uh, yes absolutely. The big boss. I, I'm a boss. The big say. boss. Yeah, all right. I'm the big boss. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're the final. The, like, the final level. You got any? Yeah, you know, you've the fought off the little ones. You've yes. bit, bit off all the, the the head nurses and the, the practice managers. Yes, and, the, and you're at the big boss, the final round. Yes, yeah. I'm I'm the last person that the cranky client gets to. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yes. yeah. Which is which is great. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, and it's on. Dang, yes. So absolutely. what are you doing about Corona? So um, we actually had a, uh, a a meeting. Well, it's it's funny, you know, because I mean, really, we, we, nobody knows. Nobody yeah. knows what the hell's going on. You know, yep. we haven't really had anything from the our, our yeah the AVA or anything like that, other than take precautions. Wash or, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Thank you very much. Well, I mean, we're doing that anyway, but I guess we can do it again. Yes. Um, you know, um, there's a few things that have been coming out from a few other places. I mean, everyone's trying to get some information. We just don't really know, you know. Yeah. Um, the difficult part is, is that, uh, and again, you know, because we're recording this in the past, you know, um, at the moment, if you if you got clinical signs or test positive, well, then you're, su- you're supposed to self-isolate for 14 days. Yes. Now, that's, that's pretty damn hard if you're operating a vet clinic where you've got staff and and people having made appointments and you know dealing with yeah. emergencies and things like that so we're trying to come up with a contingency plan as far as you know or what i've called the, the for us the, the waverly animal hospital covid19 action plan wow how does that sound does that sound pretty official fantastic that sounds that sounds uh whoa. i mean oh, absolutely sounds I mean, fantastic I, I, I even Oh, the, the bugle! The bugle goes for a, a non-deceptively long period of time, doesn't it? Um, I've even printed it on some coloured no, paper. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, no it doesn't really. It stops. That's, that's me blowing my yeah, nose. Is it? it? Stops about now. now. Yeah. Oh no! Uh, yeah, you're right. Oh, deceptively yes. long. Time. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you must be tired, mate. Your, your thumbs sort of seems like it keeps on tripping over that button. Triggering. Um, so yeah, so trying to work out. You know, so this, as much as what it's a pandemic now. You know, the so the thing that comes after pandemic is epidemic. So this is going to be something that's going to be with us, you know, now long term, you know. So we need to work out, right, well, how are we going to try and manage through the next weeks, months, still operating a business, you know, a profitable business because the bank still wants their money and, yes. you know, the staff still need to get paid yeah. and the electricity company still needs to get paid yep. and my builder still needs to get paid, you know. So we've got all these things, but how do you do that while still trying to protect your staff, trying to protect the clients, but still trying to provide uh, the, the service, you know, and, and do the right thing for your for your patients, and, you the, and the right thing by the community as a whole. Absolutely, as well. yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. And, and also our families too. You know, yes. like trying to make sure that we're trying to not bring stuff home too much. So, you know, so so what our our action plan yeah. is, as spoken about Lewis, um, is things like yeah, wash your hands more frequently. Are we going to have um, more uh, hand washing stations around the clinic? I mean, we always wash our hands after each consult, but we're gonna, also going to have um, we're, we're you know tweaking our protocol for washing tables and floors and that sort of stuff. Um, chairs out in the waiting room you know we've had to move the chairs around a bit so that they're not too close together yeah we've taken away the magazines out of the waiting room we've taken away um yeah we've got a a, a thing for trying to clean the fpos machine and making sure that the nurses are not trying to um uh, that the the owners are handling their cards not the staff handling their cards um you know, washing hands after each client. Um, you know, if someone gets sick or someone's starting to feel sick, that they that they don't come in because, as much as anything, you know, if if it starts going through our place, I, I don't want um, a client to not think that 
we haven't taken care of our staff, which has then put a um, a, a client at risk, you know, mm. of, of contracting the infection. I want them to get it from somewhere else because that's where they will, you know. So, um, you know, even things like, you know, not making people cups of coffee. You know, you've got to make your own cup of coffee. Mm. You've got to wash your own dishes and, and hold on to them yourselves, you know. Mm. Um when we get our um uh you know the the lollies that come in from the from the drug reps and the bags of chips no you got to pour it into your own little bowl and have your own little bitty bowl of mm. um of chips mm. you know so it's 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 funny you know um how and, that's going to work and the difficulty I mean, no uh, question with that notice is you know the i think the the biggest issue is uh, well, there's a few issues I see. One is, you know, if a staff member gets sick and mm. he's supposedly meant to self-isolate for for two weeks, yeah, is that is that whether or not you test positive? You know, how do you know? Is that okay? If you're sick, stay home. That's great. But what if you're better after five days? Do you come back to work, or are you still you, you haven't tested yourself? You know, it's that's no need, right. Yeah. Potentially no need to. You just done well. You stay at home. Yeah. Five days later, you're better. Yeah, Can what you come you into work? You know, are you still infectious? It's really, really hard. Wisdom would say, well, you got a cold, you, whatever. You yes. stay home for 14 days, which is like a massive drain on, on the system. The thing that, that I thought was interesting is, um, is I'm on a Facebook group which has made up a lot of American vets. Oh, yes, yeah. Who are, well, who knows where we're at now. But yeah. you know, at this stage on the 14th of March, they're doing a lot of self-isolation. A lot of, lot of areas, uh, cities and towns are shut down. And somebody put a comment on saying, you know, how's sort of business going? You know, yeah. how people bring their animals. And I reckon there were 20 odd comments and 19 of those comments was, we're busier than we have ever been. We're being slammed with people bringing their patients in. Right. And their reasoning was that people are spending more time at home. Number one, they're either going, oh, I've got spare time at home. I'll take the dog to the vet. Yes, Which right. is outside self-isolation that yes. is not what you should be doing yeah absolutely the last thing we want to see is a sick owner yes bring their their essentially well pet in for a checkup absolutely yes yeah, um yeah. so they were seeing that and the second thing was they're staying home more so they're noticing the pet is unwell yes because they're with the pet 24 hours a day so bringing it in yeah yeah when, when when they're sick more so that were the two sort of things that was going on and it's, it does bring up a just i suppose a little pet hate of mine that often and I'm sure you get this too. You get owners that say, you know, oh, you know, you see their animal, you know, for whatever it is, maybe it's just a vaccination, you know, something, something benign, and you sort of chat to the owner. So, how's your day going? You know, are you working? I'm not working today because I'm sick. I'm homesick today. And it's like, so you're homesick today, but you brought in, you come into the vet clinic, yep. with your animal that's not sick, yeah, but you're sick, and you're probably going to make. Half of us sick with with what you're doing, and so all the kids. You know, I've got the kids home today, but I'm going to bring them into the consult anyway. Because yes. you know, yeah, yeah. Because you know, so I, I don't know if other professions get that, but it just worries me that we are we're continually seeing lots of different people from lof, lots of different walks of life and yeah. travel and all that sort of stuff. We're we're pretty well heavily exposed to it. Oh, definitely, mm. and that's the, the 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 interesting thing for us. Yeah, I mean. It, it, Obviously, the human healthcare system are on the coal face, and yes. they they're, they're going to probably get it and be exposed to it a lot more than what we will. True, but um, you know, for us, the fact that we do have people, and you know, when you're reading the uh, the World Health Organization's things of levels of risk of exposure, you know, that one of the things is spending 15 minutes in a face to face conversation yeah. with someone. That's a consultation, yeah. you know, in a confined room with where just a table between within you. Within a metre and a half, well, yes. our rooms aren't 
bigger than two meters. Exactly. So it's not yeah. possible. So so you know, we flat out are um, you know at. At, at real high risk of picking it up from a member of the public. So one of the other things that we've done is um, sent out um, a, an email to um, to all of our clients saying, yeah, we are open during, you know, during this crisis, you know. Um, if you are sick or unwell and you feel like your, your pet is unwell, call us. Yeah. Call us and talk to us. Yes. And we can try and work out what we need to do. Is that going to be a telephone conversation? Yes. Is that going to be that we say, yeah, your pet needs to be seen. You need to get someone to come and pick that pet up for you and bring it in. Yep. If you've run out of medications or run out of food, call us and pay for it over the phone and we'll go and drop it off outside yeah. your front doorstep. Yeah, you put know? it in the letterbox. We, yep. we yep. will try and find ways in which to try and – because um, – you know, it was an article in the newspaper today about how, as a community, we have to band together to try and get through this because nobody knows what the hell's going on. No. You know, um, it's not going to be a big thing that you know you can't go to JB Hi-Fi and buy yourself a CD because who buys CDs anymore anyway? You know, um, you know, uh, it's a type it's, of food, isn't it? A CD, non-sponsored, yeah. non-sponsored. Yes, yeah, so that's yeah, why we don't CD. talk about. No, it. it's yeah, right. Yeah. I don't talk about CD. <laughs> um, you know, it's you know, there. There are some. You know, some places that you, you can say, okay, right, you don't have to go to those places. You, know, you don't need to go to bras and things to buy yourself, you know, some new, a new negligee. You know what I mean, hey, you can if you want, but you know what? You can probably order it online anyway. You, know, you don't have to buy it from, you know, go go to Northland and go and get it, you know? Right. You don't need to go and try it on yourself, personally. You could browse at home. Oh, I know what my size is things. anyway, Lewis. So, you know, oh, you just I'm go gonna... straight in. You wouldn't, no browsing needed. No, no, no. You no. just go straight, straight in, in, buy in, it. Buy yeah, it. That's my size. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. Yep. Yeah. Or, or you just get it ordered to you in a nondescript cardboard box. It's fine, you know. Is that how it comes? That's how it comes. That's oh, how the I've, I've, I've been told. Allegedly. Yes, yeah. Very, man- small, very small box because it folds up because there's not a lot of material but to the, it. The man-sized negligee comes yes. in a discreet box. Yeah, very discreet. bars and things. Yes. Yeah, Good. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. as you were. As I were. <laughs> I'm wearing one right now. Yes. Uh, um, so, so for us, you know, looking at it of how can we – um, how can we mitigate the chances of our staff getting infected? How can we mitigate our staff spreading infection amongst our staff? And how can we support our um, our clients and the community to try and get through it? So that's sort of, I guess, the three tiers of what we're trying to do. And in the end, trying to make sure we've got enough healthy staff to actually be able to keep the place open. Mm. I mean, I, I anticipate that... Um, and again, yeah, without meaning to sound um, defeatist, you know, I think er- pretty well everyone on earth is going to be exposed to this virus. Um, and from our local microcosm of the vet clinic, I just hope we don't all get it at once. Mm. Because if we all get it at once, it's going to be really bloody hard to have the clinic open, you know. If it's piecemeal over two to four months, like what it is over a normal sort of fluish season, well, then that's right. You can manage that. You, know, you can manage if you're, you know, two or even three cogs down between vets and nurses, um, even if it means you've got to not do routine stuff, you know, and you've, mm. got to, you know, you've got to be sort of careful with what you do. But again, you know, I was talking about it with um, one of my mates who runs a, a local clinic as well. You know, from a cash flow point of view, this is going to be brutal mm. for vet clinics. So well, actually one thing I, I would say on that is, you know, given – the, the situation of where not only just vet clinics but other local small businesses are going to be under yes. at the moment. Yes. 
if you can, if you can support a local business by buying your stuff through them, yeah. that is that's food in their in the staff's mouths. Yeah. That's food that's that's their mortgage paid. Yeah. That's their, you know, um that that's trying to keep these businesses afloat. Mm. So as a as a community service announcement, you know, if Hey, you know, you might you might be really keen on buying stuff online most of the time, and hey, that's great. But let's try and get through this together. Yeah, you know? it's going to be hard on the small businesses, isn't it, mate? It's going to be really and tough. Bets, so bets are not the we, only we got, ones, but got, yeah. yeah, yeah, got no idea what it's going to be like, Lewis. You know, no, um, it's a wait and see, isn't it? Wait and see, wait and see. And hopefully, we're still around to record the next episode. Yes, <laughs> and because if we are, then. You know, you can join us as a Patreon subscriber. Yes, because we do like Patreons. You can do that online. You can do it online. You, you don't, don't have to need to come and see us. No, no, no. Just, you don't. You don't have to decontaminate anything. You right. can just do it all online. And we'll answer your questions too if you're a Patreon. Absolutely. You prioritise. Prioritise straight to the top of the list. Exactly. Yeah. And also, if you're at home and you self isolate, you're finding that your pet's a little bit anxious. Yes. With you being around, it's like, oh, geez, I really like some time to myself. Stop patting me. This is my sleep time. Then ring up the Waverley Animal Clinic. If you're in, uh, if you're in Geelong animal hospital, animal sorry mate, animal yeah, hospital, animal yeah, hospital. Yeah, don't yeah. get, don't not the clinic. No, in no, the no, no. You you get the guys up in up in New South Wales. Right. If you're if you're uh, if you're in Geelong, yeah, or Northern yeah. Territory, and you Point want some best. zilkeen, then Robbie will drop it around at your house. There might be a postage fee for the Northern Territory. Oh, I'll be really? With it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 you, yeah. You're not just driving it around there. After no, work. not going to drive it up there up to Humpty Doo. Humpty Doo. After it. Tenant but, Creek. But if you if you if your pet's a little bit anxious having you around a lot yes. and seems a little bit disturbed by the Or you being home, you're noticing your pet is anxious that you yes. may not have noticed before. Yes, yes. exactly. Zilkeen's great. Little yes. anxiety How does it medication. Work, Lewis? Well it's alpha cazozapine. It's of a milk it derivative. Yes. Uh just uh it's 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 proven. It's uh it's had some research into it. It does help with mild anxieties. Um, and something you could just ring up your vet clinic and get it over the counter. You certainly don't need a prescription or a, or a vet visit. No, absolutely. It. Silkeen, it's great. Exactly. And also delicate care. Yes. Make sure you stock up. Stock up. Stock up. There's, um, I, I, I hear that pet food in general is going to be running as short a supply as um, as toilet paper. So you should go to your vet clinic and buy it all up. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's what I want to <laughs> say. I want to I, I see, see vet clinics food shelves as empty, empty as supermarket toilet roll shelves. Can't get anything. Can't get anything. Yeah, because that's, yeah, that's propping up small business, Lewis. <laughs> and kitty litter. Make sure you stock up on kitty litter. Yes. Because if you run out of toilet paper, there's always kitty litter. Always kitty litter. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you have to you have to glue the bits of kitty litter together to make like a little raft of that of that toilet paper? You know? Maybe. How, how does um how does the clumping stuff work around the human the human bot bot? The crystals. The crystals that? are a little bit a little bit rough. A little bit rough around the like, around the date. As you're yeah. scooting along. Yeah, just, <laughs> just 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 put it. Um, it, is it? Uh, yeah, the the ones that change color. You know, does oh, it change color? If you got you know, diabetes, yeah, yeah, so <laughs> does that work for humans as well? Oh, you know, know, if your pH is Not out. Not sure you know? about that. Not sure about that oh, the one. The pH trigger. Anyway, delicate care are going to be really happy with this ad. So go in and buy buy all your delicate care now because it's Australian made. It's made in Perth. Um, uh, made from Australian ingredients. An Australian owned company. You know, it's a it's a they're an Australian company having a go. So give them a go. Where are they from? Uh, Perth. Australia. 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 You know, Sco- ScoMo would want you to support delicate care. Mm. Um, definitely. Definitely yeah, he would. There's so, no um, doubt about that. So go and have a talk to your vet about getting a, uh, getting your pet onto delicate care. Gee, has they got a range too, Lewis? What have they got? Because you've got the paper in front of they've you. They've got, well, the dogs. They've got the dental. They've got dogs. Dog range. Nice. Dog food range. Dog they've food got range. the dental, the skin and stomach. 
mobility support for the older yes. dogs and weight management for those for the for the larger the big bone dogs. What a range! Comfortably plump, comfortably plump, and then they've got some dental treats, and they also got the cognitive support for your older dogs coming too. How um how easy would it be to fold up a a, a comfortably plump dog negligee into a small box with that going? All right, or is that <laughs> larger box? A large, larger box. Larger box. It? Larger box. A constantly plump man size. Man size, man. I'm you, asking for a friend. You'd need to browse through. You got to browse. You got to try it on. A bit of a yeah. bit of a, a nice sort of lacy muumu or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Airy, on. airy Lewis. They're gonna love it. Delicate care. It's a great. We really it's, appreciate it's a great their one. This will go down. You know, Excellent. episode one hundred and two. Yeah, can you just can you just yeah, just cut that out and put just that in everyone? Trim it down that one was bit. great. Yes. Anyway, uh, uh, speaking of. Uh, the government, yes. Uh, are they still running, or are they? Are they well, the government gone now as well? Well, you know about. Do you know about the microchip law? Now, I don't know if if, um, if uh, owners, our listeners out there, know, but there is a law in Victoria. Oh yeah, this that one that currently says that vets cannot legally scan for a microchip on a stray animal. And attempt to reunite the animal with their owner, mm. and that we must send the animal to the council for impoundment. Mm-hmm. And this has been around—I don't know how long it's been, maybe it's a few year, years, couple now. of years—and yeah. and it's it's something that's that allegedly a lot of vets just go, "That's just ridiculous." BS. And we and we royal we royal we not yes. me or you no no circumvented no. yeah. And just go, we'll stuff the law. Yes. In that situation, I've heard allegedly some vets might. Yeah. And scan the animal and ring the owner if we can. Yes. Now yeah. ring up the ring up the uh, the animal records, get the details, and r- ring the owner. Is it is it is a ridiculous law? And and if you explain to an owner, if somebody brought in a stray dog and you then sent them to the pound. Then the idea is that they pick up from the pound, they get fined. They get fined, and yes. It, and it encourages people to keep their animal um, at contained, home. Yes, at, yeah. contained in their environment. But and it's a ridiculous law because all we want to do is re- reunite animals yes. with their owners. That's yep. what do we care? You know, like yep. it's it's distressing for yes. the animal. To be, have to go. Imagine if you've got a dog that's got, especially if a dog's escaped and it's so it may have escaped because it's got anxiety, separation anyway, anxiety already. Yep. Yep. Right? And then it goes to a vet clinic, and then it gets picked up by the pound. What happens if it if it gets brought in at six thirty at night? The pound doesn't pick it up, and it's got to spend the night in at the clinic. Night at clinic, which right. is probably not as bad as spending the night in jail. Exactly. The pound, maybe. You know, and then they've got to go in there. Uh, my goodness, yeah. like that's a that's that's that'd be horrible. So there is there is a I think Andy Medic. Now he's an MP. I guess he's a Victorian uh, member of Parliament. Mm-hmm. He's uh, putting uh, putting a bill through to try and quash that. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh, wow. So I'm not sure um, how you can support it, but if you look for Andy Medic online and maybe on Facebook, he might have a petition going, or you might be able to send him some uh, some messages to say, "Hey, mate, we really su- support what you're doing, trying to change that law." And get it so that us vets can scan for a microchip and and reunite your pet and the owner as soon as possible. Uh, I, I'd heard um, uh, he's from Geelong. There you go, uh, Andy. Andy Medic. Good on um, him. It's one, a good effort. I mean, I'm not I'm not a political kind of guy. No, but I like what he's doing. I think it's great. It's got, well, he's uh, so he's from the Animal Justice Party member. So oh, there that you go. explains so, it. So that explains there that. You go. Right. There you right. Go. 
Um, he's also a strong, a strong critic of duck hunting in Victoria. Right, so, right. So, uh, well, that brings up next topic. You were uh, going to talk uh, about duck uh, hunting, I was going to talk about how much... It, it, <laughs> you uh, love duck hunting. And, and, and the, the best recipes of trying to get lead shot out of your, um, out of your duck fondue. To get it into the delicate care with delicate the kangaroo. Delicate care, yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I'd heard allegedly, Lewis... Allegedly, from someone who definitely is not me. Definitely, one hundred percent is not me. Mm. Um, How is Willow? No, no, it wasn't Willow. No, it wasn't no, Willow. No, no, no. I asked him the question, but didn't get back to me on a text message. So. <laughs> Funny about that. <laughs> hey, DW. Um, the uh, that one thing that this you know hypothetical vet would do if he was presented with uh, she they were was presented in a situation where um, someone tried to come down on them for. Finding the the for scanning owner, the chip, yeah, yep, and reuniting was to say I was concerned that this dog required um, a clinical examination, so I had to try and get the owner's um, uh, permission to be able to do that. Yeah, so I had to call right. up the owner and say, "Hi, owner, worried about the health of the dog, the, the health cat, of the yeah, dog, the, the animal. That the, yes. your, your dog's been brought in as an as a stray, and I feel like your dog needs to That's have it. a physical examination." Um, uh, this is the vet clinic that I'm at. Oh, oh you wanted to come and, and, and grab your dog. Oh, I, oh, mm, oh I, I don't want to get in the way of anything bad here. Yes. So yeah, that's a, that, right. that, that was a way that I'd heard out of this, uh, hot, from this hypothetical vet. That's that was or, definitely not or, me. Or could you potentially say that the, the dog presented itself for an examination? It presented at the clinic because it knew it was unwell and you had to examine it and then you just rang the owner to say, your dog's fine, come and get it. Also, another tweak on that particular one is that um, because the dog isn't 18, it can't give permission for itself to have a physical examination and so therefore we had to call the owner to get the owner's permission. That's, that's a good point, but what if the dog was 18? There are some dogs and cats. Yeah. How would you know the age though? Uh, well, that's when the, you put it in. You, 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 you wouldn't be able to know the age, I guess. So you just have to make the assumption that if it doesn't have ID, that it's under 18. Yeah, I guess so. Or if you looked in its mouth and it had no teeth, you go, well, it's pretty old. <laughs> it's, it's old enough. They've all fallen out. It's all rotten. fallen out, yeah. All fallen out. Good. So, so we've solved we've, that. They've solved the problem. Good stuff, so, so, Andy. So, Andy, just in case it doesn't go through, you know, we've got a plan, but We have got a plan, Well, there's but this other person. Yeah. You know, from, not from the Waverley Animal Clinic. No, 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 no that, the nothing like hospital. that has Which one ever, ever, ever happened. Yeah, we're the clinic for yeah, that. Yeah, so for that's that the stuff. hospital that does that. No, 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 it's the clinic that the clinic that does the oh, dodgy yeah. stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, the hospital does I've everything get it right. down, down the line. Everything's straight this up. this other clinic, their favourite songs, that um, that NWA song, you know, the... My Corona. No, no, that's not the one. At the police. No, yeah, that's the other the other clinic. Oh, the yeah, police. police. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Well, and in this case, it's more the the legislative council. <laughs> no, no, the legislative council. So, so that's what this other clinic says. The law. Yes. C the the law. Yes, that, that's exactly yes. what this other clinic. I hear them as I drive past. That's what they. That's what they the shout. The clinic. Out. The Waverley Animal Clinic. No, it's not even the Waverley Animal Clinic. It's just at the animal clinic. Oh, and that's confused with yours. Uh, well, you know, it's confused with any clinic oh, in right. any generic town. Right. Yeah, yeah. That that has someone that is definitely not us. One hundred percent. Because I've never done that. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't do that. Because I'm a. I'm. I follow the law. Good. Of course we do. Good stuff. So, uh, what else you got, mate? You got okay. anything this week? So, I found one. 
one. Um, let me just pull it up here because I was searching for uh, Andy Medic MP. Yeah, so, well, you've done well. Um, I mean, good, good shout out to Andy. I'm not, not necessarily know his other policies, but uh, I certainly like the one of trying to quash that. Well, law. it's just a silly rule. Yeah. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. Let's get rid of it. It is. Um, now, uh, dog groomer cut Chihuahua's nail to the bone. Owner claims. Wow. So this is by the nine new staff um, on the 3rd of March, 2020. So, a pet chihuahua's nails have allegedly been clipped down to the bone by a professional dog groomer, leaving the owner with a $1,000 vet bill. Woo. $1,000? $1,000. Is that Madagascar? Ari? Currents? Array? Currents? This is is in Bris Vegas, mate. So... Sue Bishop took her dog Coco into a groomer in Brisbane oh. last week when the alleged incident happened. Shout out to Coco, friend, yes. of, friend of the podcast. I really believe this groomer didn't know what they were doing, Ms. Bishop told Nine News. Warning, there's a graphic image below. Look at this graphic image. It's a just a chihuahua. Oh, hang on a bit. Of... Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, we're censoring that, that. that picture. Yes. Um, I thought they've cut her toe off. There was just nothing there. It was completely gone. Miss Bishop is calling for more transparency in the pet industry with anyone in Australia being able to call themselves a dog groomer without formal training. Lewis, do you call yourself a dog groomer? Uh, no, because I don't have a dog. No, no. No, I, I say to owners, oh, I'm not a dog groomer. I, I say exactly the same. When I'm shaving them down for some reason. Yep, yep. Maybe I'm- they're going on a triathlon or something and I'm shaving them down. Shaving them down for a triathlon. A triathlon, yes, you know, yeah, or so, a bike ride. So that way they don't, they don't chafe when they put their uh, put put their light their lycra on. Yeah, or when they fall off, the the the, the wounds heal better if they if they're shaved if down. They're hairless. Yes, that's it? right. Right. Yes. So I, when I am shaving them down, I do say I'm not a dog groomer. Yeah. And it's usually a hot spot or something, isn't it? You're trying to shave or oh, a wound or, or something like that. Do an abdominal ultrasound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Say, oh, like I said to somebody yesterday, I said, oh, no, look, the, the biggest imposition that your dog has got is that it looks like they've had the worst haircut in the world. Yes. But the good news is it's only on their tummy. So so everywhere else looks fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, let's see. Michael Beatty from the RSPCA said the industry should be providing a better service. Now, here's, here's actually the get ready with your beep again. Here's the other, um, here's the picture again. Oh! Mm. I actually don't reckon it looks... I can't, I can't see I can't much. It's got like a hairy paw to me. It's, uh, yeah, I don't reckon it looks like there's anything really all that bad. But anyway, certainly not for $1,000. You'd hope that common sense and diligence would actually regulate the pet grooming industry without the need for the government to step in. I'll be honest with you at the moment, I don't think the government's worried about legislating dog grooming. I think there's bigger problems going on right at this moment. Potentially. Yeah. Yes. Um, like, why aren't we allowed to football games? Yes. That's yeah. a bigger problem. So, so Michael Beattie from the RSPCA, I'm sure that the government will, will put this on their to-do list. Um, Coco's foot has now healed, but Miss Bishop said she is left with close to a $1,000 vet bill. Pet owners are advised to ask questions about training and experience before booking their animal into a groomer. So, let's discuss that. Wow. I think that sounds like crap. Yeah, I think so. Do you know Michael Beatty at all? Do you no. have much to do with... No, okay. No, no, no. Do you know? No. No, no. Let's me t- we'll talk off the show. Let's talk off the show. Yeah. No anyway, yeah, so... Oh, yeah, that sounds like a lot of rubbish. A thousand dollars. A thousand for a thousand... What's that, a cake of soap just to stop bleeding? Oh, You know, geez. you rub a bit of soap on it or um, one of those sticks. For, for a thousand dollars, you would be, um, you know... 
you would have change out of $1,000, even if worse came to worse and the dog needed to have its toe amputated. Even if you had to go in and perform, yeah. a, a, a put a screw into a fractured uh, phalanx, which you wouldn't do in a chihuahua. Fractured toe. Yeah, yeah, but yeah fractured uh, toe bone because it wouldn't be big enough. Yeah. A thousand bucks. Could you think of a vet clinic in Melbourne in an emergency situation that potentially would charge that much? Okay, right. <laughs> uh, uh, take okay. that as a comment. I, 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 um, yes. um, I'll take my silence as a as as whatever sort of uh, a, as requirement a yes. you know. Um, because yes, I probably can. Yeah, think I of, can think of one, of, of, of one or yeah. maybe two. Yes, that, I can that may too. Yes. end up. Um, but you know, and that's not right. No, no. And so from that, okay, I'm really sorry that the dog's nail got cut really short. It can be really hard trimming dogs' nails. Yes. You know, yes. the dogs move around. They're, um, you know, sometimes, particularly in old, because the, the, the chihuahua in the picture does look quite old, often their quicks can curve around a fair bit. Um, and if they're anxious, sometimes they do jag while you're pushing it down, and sometimes it does cut off short. But I mean, even as vets, you know, classic cases, the owner bring their animal in for a nail trim. Yeah. And it's black black nails, which are really harder to trim, harder to see where the blood vessel is, where the quick is. Yeah. Um, and it's always a comment from them, oh, I bring it in here to get trimmed because I always make the nails bleed. Yeah. It's like, well, we do make the nails bleed too sometimes as well. You yes. know, it's uh you know we it, do our best. Yeah. And if we don't make the nails bleed, you'll eventually you'll ultimately probably say to us, You didn't trim them short enough. It's like yes, yes. you know, like it's a real catch twenty two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we trim them, don't trim them enough, you complain. If we make the nail bleed, we feel terrible and you complain. So try try, so, try and see how far you can get over the cliff before you fall off the cliff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a little and, bit and, and, tap, 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 tap it, it in. in. Yeah, little too good bit. for your whole ball. <laughs> um, oh, there was another. Uh, that's right. Um, uh, I, uh, I'm sorry. I've just pointed at you very violently. That's all right. Um, I'll point at you with my elbow. Um, I don't know. If, uh, I know I've said it um, before, but yeah, it was back back last century podcasting. Yeah. You know, um, in podcast numbers uh, that. The, what I say to people when I'm trimming black dog nails, mm. I say it's 40% anatomy, 40% experience, and 20% luck. Oh, I like that. You know, I like that. Because I kind of know where I need to cut yeah. because I know the anatomy of the foot yep. and I know I've done it before, but the last little bit all comes down to luck. Yeah, I reckon, know? mate, 10% anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10% experience, 80% luck. 80% luck. 80% luck. Yeah. So go to Robbie at the Animal Hospital. No, no, no. Waverley Animal Hospital, hospital for yeah, this one. Yeah. Yes, Don't yeah, look yeah. up the clinic because you won't get to him. For sure. But if you want your medication in the Northern Territory, the clinics you go, not the hospital. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, where they're singing, you know, the the the, the, the legislative law. Um, but one thing that I wanted to point out with that was that, yeah, a thousand bucks for that. Right, if that's if that's true, because you know the you know I'm not I'm not doubting the story, but if it no, is we're true, not doubting it all. Um, but it sounds crap. Yeah, um, that is a ridiculous amount of money um, to be spending. So if ever you're getting something done with your pet and they and, and a vet saying to you, look, this is how much I reckon it's going to, be, you know, like for something like that, have a talk, have a talk to your vet and go, oh, you know what? If you are at an emergency centre, maybe say to them, is there any way that you can just patch this up so I can get back and see my normal vet tomorrow? Yes. Because it probably doesn't need to, like no dog's ever died from a, a, a shortenly trimmed nail. No, I just, I just worry that if they'd gone to a certain clinic and the clinic and the owner had said the groomer is going to pay for it. Yeah. There might be some clinics, I'd hate to say it, very, very rare might 
take advantage of that situation. I don't know. And try and up upsell yes. everything. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You've got to have everything. Do yes. the blood tests and do the fluids yes. and give it an anesthetic X-ray. just to flush it. Yes. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. All that, yeah, yeah. CT scan. <laughs> Surely not. Anyway. Um, yeah, so anyway, so there you go. Wow, so, that's so interesting. $1,000 toenail. So. Fantastic. All right, let's hit the disclaimer, mate. All advice on this show is generally in nature, so please, should I try and do this as fast as I can? Sure. All advice on this show is generally nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following advice of your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine continue advancing and chasing, please let us know if you missed anything or if you need any clarification. Love it, mate. It wasn't bad. That was fast. It's got more time to talk now about stuff. 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 So, so much time that let's take a break. Hey, Lewis. Hey, Robbie. Have you heard about a new service called Gap Only? Oh, a little bit. What's it all about? Well, look, we're actually organising it at my clinic at the moment, and basically what it means is that pet owners that have an eligible pet insurance policy, they can claim on the spot while they're still at the clinic. No way. So for clients at your clinic with eligible claims, they don't have to pay the full vet invoice, just the gap amount not covered by their pet insurance policy? That's right, mate. On the spot. Wow, that sounds pretty rad, man. Rad? That's very 80s, dude. I was more a, more a sort of cowabunga, righteous kind of guy myself. <laughs> but you know what? To find your nearest participating vet or pet insurance partner, visit gaponly.com.au. That's G-A-P-O-N-L-Y.com.au. T's and C's applies. Visit gaponly.com.au for further information. Gap Only! Alrighty, guys, welcome back. Uh, just had our short little refreshment break, haven't yes. we, Robbie? Ah, <laughs> much that's better. better. Now, I, I, my, I want to talk this week about dog parks. Dog parks. Taking your dog to the park. This was an article, uh, an article that was in the Courier Mail, which actually, you know, just rang a little bit of a bell with me. Something that uh, that a lot of people, a lot of dog owners, don't appreciate, and perhaps even vets don't appreciate. Yeah. And about. How dog parks are often a recipe for disaster. Yes, um, and this is a it's an a article from dog trainer Ian Shivers, who does shivers me timbers shivers who does say he's an expert on dog behaviour and training, which always worries me. Yes, so I will refer to him as a dog trainer. Dog trainer, yeah, that's what Ian is. Yeah. Uh, from overstimulated dogs that can't be recalled to anxious pups and obsessive ball chasers, dog parks are rife with problems and may be doing your dog more harm than good. That's the view of trainer Ian Shivers, who says many owners are using dog parks all wrong. The biggest mistake people make is assuming their dogs n- know what to do at a dog park. When a dog leaves the house, no dog on earth is trying to exercise. No dog is trying to lose weight or maintain its fitness. And they're not actually out to socialise. I'm not sure I totally agree with that in in the sense that I think a lot of dogs do like enjoy the exercise. Yes. Um, and some dogs do enjoy the socialisation aspect of the part. But I do like some of the other stuff he says. Dog parks are a completely man-made concept. Essentially, it's a group of strangers standing in a field and being told, you must interact. Yeah. Now, add a little bit in there, but that, that's what I think, the interaction yeah, that's, stuff. Yes, yeah. Uh, and that, for a lot of humans... That'd be a bit weird. That would be very weird. Yes. Yeah, and that's what he said, being a bit, a little bit weird. Yes. Uh, Direct if you, quote? If you put 
Hey, is it a direct quote? Yeah, it would is. be a little weird. Being a little bit weird. Yeah, did right. you write this article? No, I did actually. Did actually. Let yes, me just I'm, I'm Ian, Ian Shivers. Uh, hang on a sec. Yeah. <laughs> Pseudonym. Pseudonym, a nom de pleur. Ian Shivers from the uh, Waverly Animal oh, Clinic. Hospital Clinic. Clinic. Yeah, that Clinic. one. Yeah. The other one. So, and I like I like a little bit what he's saying. Shivers says owners assume dog parks are the best way to socialise an animal without understanding what healthy interactions look like and reading or reading their pet's body language. And I think that's a big part. Trying to force nervous dogs to make friends mm. can instill more fear. So yes. it can make them more fearful. And I see this all the time. I had a case during the week, um, actually very intelligent owner who had uh, human psychiatric training yeah. whose partner was taking their fearfully aggressive, dog aggressive dog to the dog park and uh, and walking around the dog park and then going to the dog park with their dog on lead and allowing the other dogs to come up because the dog needed socialisation. And it took a lot of effort from me to say, well, your dog's actually not enjoying that at yeah. all. They don't want to do that. You know, imagine I forced you to go out and, and chat to a whole lot of people at, the do- at, at a park. Yeah. And you're like, well, I, I don't like doing that. Yes. I, I do that every day at work. I don't want to do that. And so that that sort of brought it home to them a little bit like, oh, okay, fair enough. It'd be like me making you sitting down and watching a whole lot of scary movies when all you want to do is just keep watching Point Break. Yeah, you spot on. Or, uh, or uh, being MC at a charity ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I tell you about the time I did it in Adelaide? No, no, sorry. No, <laughs> what? Tell us more, Robbie. Tell us about that. Um uh, did you have frequent ads questions on COVID? Did you have some of those? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I did, I did, but I'll talk about that next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. When we know a bit more. Yeah, a bit more about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so well, I heard I'm, it on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It I was just jotted very, it all down. Very good podcast. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. There was a great co-host on there that wasn't usually on there. Uh, she was excellent. And and nice legs too on that co-host too, mate. I'm not, I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I told her that in a text message when I sent her the other day. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. But it's a podcast. Can't say yeah. that. All right. That's my wife for anyone who's not. She thinks we're doing weird things. All right. Well, hyping up dogs in a bid to tire them out can lead to antisocial animals who can't read others' behavioural cues. And dog parks that are fenced, I personally avoid because I know they attract people who don't have recall, Mm. he said, so can't call their dog back. I know that a dog is probably a bit of a loose unit. Oh, hello. Being allowed to just burn off excess energy. It's a bit of a recipe for disaster. Loose unit, is that a... Loose unit is that a, uh, a a term used often by you and your you know journal club mates? You know, yes. as a you know, PhD off, off... and specialist that I hang out with. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it is anyone written a you know, written a thesis on a uh, on a loose unit dog and what it, what constitutes a loose unit? If there is a loose unit in the behaviour group, it is me. <laughs> <laughs> But, I could see that definitely, but we do, don't define dogs as loose units. Right, okay, it's not yeah. a psychology, uh, psychiatric term that we tend to use. <laughs> so his his tips and the shivers tips for a positive pooch park experience. Right, hit me. Number one, yes, stay calm. Good, take like your it. dog in calmly and build their tolerance slowly to other dogs in their space. Sounds good. Make yourself the focus and practice recalling your dog. Yep. I like that. Yep. Reward calm behavior and do not allow them to become overstimulated. I agree with that. We see the weirdo dogs that don't want to be there. The weirdo, weirdo. the weirdo so, loose units. Again, he's bringing on a bit of the psychiatric vernac. Yes, yeah, yeah. The weirdo loose unit. The weirdo loose unit. I'd be saying more you're anxious or fearful dog. Yes, that, sound, that sounds like the terms that I'm more familiar yes, with. Yes, yes. Yeah. 
uh, and and that Ian Shivers, the dog behaviour expert, yeah. doesn't tend to use weirdo and yeah, loose unit. That's right. I think he's. I think it's good vernacular, but works yeah. works for owners. But but we tend to use more technical terms. Um, so you'll see those dogs that are fearful, anxious, that don't want to be there. They're hovering by their owners, and the owners they're saying, "Hey, loves the park. She loves the park. This is great. They love it here." Nah, mate, you're the one that loves it here, and it's often true. Direct quote. That's direct great. quote. Yep. Nah, mate. No, nah, so, mate. No, no, mate. No, mate. You're the one that loves it here. Direct quote. Well, the Curia Mail is from Queensland, so that this does sound very, very Queensland. Queenslandish. Loose yep. units, weirdos. <laughs> if your dog is not wanting to go off and engage with other dogs, and this is a good point, attention seeking on you, so demanding you, jumping all over you, climbing legs, and things exactly like that, wanting yes. attention to you, um, and or it's at the other extreme, actually running around relentlessly chasing everything. Yes. So um, manic, almost manic behavior. Yeah. yeah. Then, then you need to reconsider unit. if they're enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Weirdo, yeah. loose yeah. unit. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, doesn't love it. No. No, nah, mate. No, nah, mate. Then you need to back off going to the park and yes. get some get some professional Good advice help, I think. Too. So, yeah. So if your dog's not wanting to interact, it's totally all over you. Attention seeking all the time. Won't, won't go and interact with anything. And the other extreme is just bowling everything over. Yeah. That's not normal. Yes. That is not normal play. Number two, hyper arousal isn't happiness. Mm. Now, I think I know what he means by hyper arousal, but again, not a technical term yeah. that we'd use. Firing off a dog like a bow and arrow will not put them in a social frame of mind or help them relax. Now, if I quickly got a sound effect up, oh, we'll, we'll go with this one. Bow and arrow? Not quite. Not quite. Not quite. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not a bow and arrow. If, it, if that is a bow and arrow, I think they've just shot it into somebody's you know, pot. Yeah, no. I, I might have a bow and arrow. Close. That's a saw? That's close. It's close. No, that's a, that's a flame arrow. What about this one? No. That's a flame arrow. That's a flame arrow. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. No. no, that's disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't got still. All right, okay. So, like a bow and arrow. Don't fire them off like a bow and arrow. We have a dog. Twang. Thank you. We have a dog culture where we put two, put emphasis on tiring the dog out, Shivers said. Yeah. But in my experience, a tired dog is the same as a tired human. A bit like myself at the moment. (laughs) It's not very social. Tick. (laughs) It's intolerant. Tick. Loose unit. Loose unit, weirdo. (laughs) Not very good at coping with change and it's not very good at learning. Shiva said it was also a recipe of disaster in a dog park packed with variable training levels and anxieties. Mm. Socialize, socializing and play requires having a conversation. I like that. Yeah. It is a series of invites and back-offs. Yep. And I will play, you know, I'll play the one chasing, then you can chase me. You know, let's talk about this. I'll sniff your bump, you sniff my bump. I'll uh, jump on over your back, you jump all over my back. Yep. It's a series of, you're right, he says, I like that. It's a conversation. Yep. It goes wrong when someone says back off and it isn't heard. And that's often the case when the other individual is overstimulated. Yes, that is the case, but also it can be the case that dogs don't back off when they can't read body language of other dogs. Mm. Maybe when they've got, uh, they're a bully dog. You get dogs that are quite, quite uh, you know, bullying other dogs and all over the top of them. That sometimes other pe- uh, people would uh, potentially miss, um, uh, identify as as being dominant. Oh, yes. 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 Yep. yes. There's certainly none of that. It's all about dogs not knowing how to play and interact correctly, yep. really. Nothing to do with dominance. Number three says, leave the balls at home. 
Oh, so he's, he's going on the castration this, route. I was going to say, yeah, he's definitely, uh, definitely pro D sexy. Yeah, he's, he's 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 delved into the veterinary world. Yeah, now. Oh, yeah. take take it easy, Ian. Yeah, whoa, you know, get, get 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 a, get out for our cornflakes, mate. You know? <laughs> do not take in balls and frisbees. They are valued resources your dog or other dogs could potentially guard. Controversial. Good point, though. Yeah. Is a quick way to cause conflict and ruin everyone's day. Nothing like two border collies. Chasing the same ball, I think that's certainly an issue, potentially. Something yeah. like that, really focused. A, a dog that's very focused. We're trying to create dog parks to be social setting, not this intense animal chasing a ball relentlessly. If it was a person, you'd think you're not okay. And that's true. Ball-obsessed dogs can often have some underlying anxiety issues. So it's really important to, to sort of look at what's the underlying behavior there. Is the dog actually having fun or is it incessantly focused on that mm. to the point of everything else, to the, to the detriment, detriment of, of everything, everything else. else? Yeah. Number four, herding dogs need help. Herding dogs do not their, need their energy physically drained, shivers added. It's their brains which need to be kept up with. Yeah. You know, you know. If you take that dog and you think you have to throw a, a throw. If you, oh, this is interesting, good courier mail editing. If you take that dog and you think you have to throw a dog in the ballpark, <laughs> <laughs> after 18 months, you end up with a dog who doesn't know how to socialize as they're always focused on the ball, is hyper aroused in social settings, and does not know how to behave. So, if you throw your dog at the ballpark, yes, yep. you, um, you might get hit. I, I've never seen it. Like, I've been playing baseball for many years now. Often that the grounds are called ballparks. I've never seen anyone throw a dog at the ballpark, though. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Batter up. Yeah, maybe. Ballpark, could be. No, that's basketball. That's hockey. Oh, basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's none of that now because the NBA shut down. No, it's all shut down. Well, might, hope, probably is still. Still probably is. So instead, train them what to go. What are those guys going to do without, you know, I mean, are the basketballers going to run short on cash, do you think? <laughs> oh, no, I don't think so. They can afford Uber Eats, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> instead, train them to go into parks calmly, interact, and socialize. When it starts to hurt other dogs, then you know, right, he's cooked for the day. Yeah. He's cooked. He's cooked. That he, loose unit. He's, he's gone weirdo and he's cooked. <laughs> Fully weirdo. He's gone full weirdo. <laughs> Let's go home so they don't get the chance to practice unwanted behaviours. Number five, no end plays over. When a dog missteps at the dog park, a lot of owners will say, let him go. He's got to learn or just let them be dogs. Mm. But physical conflict for a dog is a last resort. So yeah. fighting is a last resort. It is the result of a dog that has panicked due to the situation we've put it in. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. Reprimanding them when things go wrong just creates more nervousness and fear. Well, I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. Certainly don't reprimand them. It doesn't teach him manners or respect because it's gone too far and he's teaching that dog to be scared. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. I think... When the, when a fight occurs, certainly it's time to separate and get your dog out of there. Yeah, yeah, it's time to snaggle puss at exit stage left. And you should have been able to identify it earlier before it actually happened to see it, that your dog's not comfortable or some other dog's making it uncomfortable mm. or your dog's being over the top with other dogs. Yeah. Uh, what we're talking about with dog play, again, it's a conversation. Conversation. Between loose units, weirdos. Yep. And... And uh, when they're, they're full, fully... Fully sick. Fully sick, yeah, <laughs> fully yeah. sick. I don't know. I can't remember what the other one was. If your dog is starting... Why don't you suck, suck, suck down some Bundys? Yes. Yeah, some yes. Bundy rum. He had a comment about... It's like a like someone on, on cocaine in a quiet pub. I did, did leave that one out. I thought... Must be a rugby league fan. Ian's got some... Ian's <laughs> in the, no mention of bubbling at that stage. <laughs> 
if your dog is starting to try and disengage and he's turning his head away, trying to create space, then it's our job to step in to prevent that game continuing so the dog that's asking for space politely isn't forced to shout or get in a fight, I suppose yeah. he's saying. Uh, and number six, it's okay not to go. And this is a big one, I think. If your dog is nervous or showing signs of stress, you can either build its tolerance up gradually by creating calm or positive experiences at the park or cut your losses. Now, I'm not so sure about that. It's very hard to teach a dog to be happy to go into an off-lead park mm. if they don't like going to an off-lead yeah. park. I think we can teach dogs to be on-lead and calm around other dogs, potentially. But saying that, uh, you can build up tolerance to going to the dog park. I mean, that's the first thing I say to owners that don't like other dogs or are nervous at the park. Yeah. Just don't go. Don't take them. Don't go. I don't go to things I don't want to go to. Yep. You need to be an advocate for your dog and say, nah, you're not going and you don't need to go. Yeah, that's right. You don't need to socialise with other dogs. I don't understand this concept. If if you don't like socialising with other dogs, don't do it. If your dog yeah. doesn't like it, don't do it. Um, Imagine how you know, the internet would be nothing if people actually still wanted to go out and interact with each other. Hmm. Yeah, there'd be no Facebook, there'd be no Twitter. You know, some people like to sit at home. And no Tinder. No, uh, Tinder still generally <laughs> requires some sort of connection. Really, I don't know. Don't know. You don't know. Don't just just allegedly. There's Grindr? no. There's no real book on dog ownership. There isn't. No. There's nobody saying you must go to a dog park or a cafe. Yes. Shiver me timbers. He's got it there. You get a dog to make you and your dog happy. Beyond that, there are no rules. Good point. A long leash, sniffing, long leash, not a retractable Not a retractable leash. one, no. Sniffing is a more effective way of draining energy than moving and walking. Setting up nose games, not like that guy in the quiet pub. Not those sort of nose games. Where a dog can forage and explore. The, bub the bubbling pub. The fully fully weirdo. Fully weirdo, that's fully it. The gone off, 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 off tap. Off, off tap. And the loose unit. Loose, yeah, loose unit, that's it. Where a dog can forage and explore naturally and be a dog. It's far. It's a far more natural activity than fetching a ball. Dog parks are full of variables. If a dog stresses you out, you and your dog out, do not go. No. So there we go. Done. Um, he actually's got some good stuff there. I mean, I mean, it's all opinion stuff. Yeah, but it's a lot of it's common sense stuff too, oh, which yeah, is no, good. I think some of it's based in a little bit of. Uh, it's not just common sense, or not just his opinions. A lot of it is he's based in some some stuff I agree some with totally. Sound, yes, veterinary behaviour, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Psycho yeah, some some good stuff. If 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 your dog's anxious and it's not playing correctly, don't go to the dog park. Don't bother. Don't go. No need to. No need to. There's no if you, if you if you got a dog to, that you wanted to go to the dog park so you could interact with other people and your dog doesn't like it, it's not fair on your dog. No. Um. There's probably something to be said in that as well for. Uh, it's that early socialization as well, isn't it? You know, that of trying to get your, like, if you want your dog to be going to the off lead dog park, giving it opportunities of having um, positive interaction, positive conversations with other dogs in that early socialization window. Potentially, that's certainly something that yeah. can help. Yeah. But I still get dogs that have had all the correct socializations like and still don't want to go to the dog park. You know, I. Uh, 
I, you know, as a young young boy, I had plenty of experiences interacting with other people, but still don't want to stand up on that stage and talk in front of them yeah. necessarily. And it's sort of that sort of thing where we're often all like that. We've all grown up with great experiences, you know, um, gone to school, interacted, all that stuff, yep. but you still come out at the end of it, you still might not enjoy social interactions and that sort of thing. So. I call it the Billy Elliot principle. Have you, have you seen the movie Billy no. Elliot? No. It's not a scary one, so, oh, you, so you'd enjoy it. Great. Um, you know, uh, Billy Elliot's dad just wants him to be a boxer. Right? Yes. Always wants to do boxer, 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 but Billy just wants to do ballet. Ah, right? there you go. You know? Yes. Doesn't want to go in the ring. Doesn't want to go in the ring. Fair no. enough. So there you go. The Billy Elliot principle, the Billy, mate. I like that. You can put that in your next book. Yeah, thanks, mate. You're I welcome. welcome. Billy Elliot. All right. <laughs> so if you, we have got some questions, but we're running out of time today. Yes. Um, you can go to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com, send us an email, go to Facebook, uh, Instagram, we're on all of that. Robbie's on TikTok, apparently. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep dancing. Keep Allegedly. dancing. Yep. Keep dancing. I can't dance. I was in there. I don't feel it. Oh, I can't, can't sing. sing. Yeah. yeah. Can you? Yeah, I can. He can sing. We know no, he can I, sing. I, I can't do either You've of those things, like but Billy it doesn't Elliot. stop me from trying. Like, like Billy, Billy Elliot. Elliot. Yes. You, know, you always want to be a singer, but you ended up being a vet. Vegas dancer. <laughs> ah, spirit fingers. Um, and, and reviews. Leave us a review on iTunes because, and give us a five-star review. That helps. That's good. Um, go to Facebook and like the page too because um, that gets uh, that gets things up and running and in front of people's faces too. So tell that's a friend. Good. Tell a friend. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell, a friend. tell, tell ten friends. I mean, we're all locked inside. Just ring someone up now. Yeah, even if and you so, don't know them. Yeah, that's right. And say, hey, you should be listening to this because you're bored. Yeah. Go to the back catalogue. Start and episode one through. and go straight through all and, 102 episodes. Yeah, and so, gee, are these guys talking outside of a library from a little microphone? Yes, yes, they are. Yes, and you might find the bit where Robbie, Robbie talks about the Adelaide show yeah, three or four, four times. times. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. Scratch you later. Peace out, mate. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.